Helping people is what I'm all about. Just don't expect any good results. You gotta study back home because my exquisite derriere might make you say otherwise. Don't expect me to fight the power without creating a scene. Hello and welcome back to the Real Housewives of River Heights. This is Jay Gregory here and this is part two of Treasure in a Royal Tower. In this episode, spoiler warnings, not safe for work content. And we will be covering the rest of our gameplay environment designs and things like that. And we will have our Q&A with Elise Chen, a.k.a. Julia, the creator of the remastered Treasure in the Royal Tower. So kick the kiddos out and let's get rolling. All right, so then we can start moving on to environment, gameplay, puzzles, and music. We can start with our locations. So we're at Wickford Castle. Uh, different places we can go are that front room, the lobby area, the hallways, your room, Hotchkiss's room, library, basement. So there's like a lot of places to go in this one. It's fairly large, even though you can't really leave. So that I thought was kind of cool. I feel like it's um a bit more to explore. Oh yeah, than they the really took games. a big leap between Message and Haunted Mansion and uh, Treasure and Royal Tower. They got a big, they got a big budget for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only had the castle, they had the exterior. Which, by the way, I want a secret garden like that one. Mm-hmm. Mommy, want a secret garden? <laughs> So apparently, like when you compare this to the book, they're very spot on in comparison. Like the towers, like Nancy mentioning the tower, the one tower being different from the other is the same in the book. All the other towers are are um, square. The royal one is circular. Um, the outside's a light stone color. We see that when we go outside. The um, like the front room with the fireplace is something that is noted in the books a lot. It's a place where a lot of people like to hang out at the resort. So that's also the same. Um, the only differences are like uh, the hallways. It's wood paneling in the in the books where it's more stone. And then the dead ends are the same in the book as they are in the games actually those are both similar so it's not that nuts if it was in the book yeah because i did think it was interesting how nancy would point out the dead ends so mm-hmm. i guess maybe that's why yeah because they were probably like referring to the fact that they're mm-hmm. prevalent in the books um also in the books bess and george are with us i wish that'd be fun i would say this i love the location i I really love the location. It's very spacious. There's a lot to explore, but it makes it very um, frustrating to any. <laughs> but it yeah. is. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, it is what yeah. it is. But it's very spacious. Love the castle. Love the design. Love the exterior. Love the secret garden. Really, I have nothing bad to say about the location. To be honest. I find it yeah, interesting though that Nancy's key card is different from Hotch's key card. Like, ooh, why? That's a continuity <laughs> error yeah, upon the game than, makers. But other than that, I really love what they did with with the castle and all of that. Um, and I love the tower, mm-hmm. the Queen's Tower. Um, they actually did a good job integrating it to this american castle <laughs> it uh, honestly though i um yeah i really love the location anybody else 
gonna say you you guys uh, probably know that I, I love the location too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's so good. Like, especially for the time. I mean, it feels so expansive. And I mean when you look at things closely, it's like, okay, you can tell they reuse this pillar that was upstairs and put it downstairs and retextured it and all that, but it's like you don't even notice, honestly. But yeah, like the architecture of some of the early games especially is just like so cool and i mean there are i guess later games like uh captive curse has good architecture but i feel like it kind of like they don't focus on it as much in general as the series goes on which is sad because it's one of the things even just like when i was a little kid it was one of the things that i really really liked just how detailed everything was so yeah anyway it's it's good good stuff no i totally agree it's like as like the child playing the games like it being super detailed was really like a cool fact you felt like you were in that place a little bit um especially my history nerd isms so (laughs) i definitely enjoyed it anything about gameplay or puzzles i do have a fun fact about the gameplay which is that um, this is something I learned recently, actually, while doing my notes for the game. On the phone, you could enter the names of people that were prominent on the Her Interactive forums back when this game was released, and you would get Easter egg sounds. So there were a few, I think they did like three or four usernames of people who were like prominent on the Her Interactive boards, and you could spell out their usernames with the phone, and it would unlock like a special sound tied to their username. Which is, I never knew about this, but I found that out today. Oh my gosh. That's, wow. Yeah, that's adorable. I know, because I remember going through the sound files. It's like, there were Easter egg sounds in there, like Mm -hmm. chicken sound and all that. I'm like, how do you get this? Yeah, so that's how. Wow, that is so weird. I just thought they, like, decided to not put the sounds in the game or something. Yeah, no, it's like a Easter egg. Um, if you had spelled out, I forget the usernames specifically what they were, but um, they the sounds are tied to the username. So someone's username had like cat in it, so they put a cat sound. How are you supposed to know to do this though? <laughs> I think you, if you were that person, like it was supposed to be. I mean, I guess like back when this game came out, the her interactive boards were a big thing. They're pretty dead now, but. <laughs> I assume that like the, it was like a pretty active community at the time. Oh yeah, that's Probably. that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Damn, I didn't know about that. That's good to know. Yeah. Honestly, though, I I think we already touched a bit about the gameplay. How it was, we started with chores, which really yeah. was a minus. Uh, but a good bunch. It it went more interesting where it after the chores then we were we had to use our brain to figure out what everything means from decoding that those uh symbols in the stained glass to the library puzzles which is pretty easy it's pretty easy or that uh, that that puzzle in the tower where you had to move these uh, squares, uh, these animal mm-hmm. squares. That one, they reused it, but it was really good. <laughs> yeah, the jigsaw. The, yeah, the jigsaw puzzle. And the jigsaw puzzle. They, they uh, no, not the just. I was thinking about the one. It was also an old clock. 
Oh, where you slide the tokens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Like I think that this is where um they 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 found out a lot of puzzles they, that they reused in that game. But it was pretty good. They had a fair number of puzzles ex- other than chores. So mm-hmm. I would say um uh, it was pretty well balanced, even though the chores were really annoying. <laughs> like the fact that. Dexter made us all do this and we couldn't tell him to fuck off. There is one puzzle I want to complain about. I don't even know if it constitutes as a puzzle, but the door. <laughs> the door to get into the um, tower area every time you go to it, it's a different mm. yeah. combination. Yeah. <laughs> it is one that is reused a lot. And, oh, I forgot to mention the deaths in this game. Pretty hilarious. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to when Nancy is on the top of the elevator and she tries <laughs> to jump on that ladder, but she couldn't. So uh, Lonnie makes that sound like, ah, is <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> That's a good but one. But the best of the best, the Nancy getting squished by the elevator. Um, and it, it there was the caption said SPLT splat. It was <laughs> it was pretty funny, and the sound it's the sound that makes it like wow. It is troubling because when Nancy fell to her death, they didn't even make a sound. They didn't even show that. They didn't even give us a sound of her no uh, thud, no thud <laughs> or anything. But this one. They did put a sound. Uh, it sounded like this. <laughs> or, um, no, that wasn't good. Oh, okay, let me do this again. <laughs> that wasn't any better. Okay, well, do it if you are so good at it. Do make she, your best plastic sounds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then make your best splat sounds. See if it's better. I don't know how to mimic a splat, but your your sound effect was like not a splat. It was a fart. <laughs> I tried my best, okay? Um, uh, <laughs> splat. Oh, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that so good. we remake Treasure in the Royal Tower, but Sophia does all the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> yes, continue with your remaster, and Sophia will like, do all the sound a, files. A door opening. We'll <laughs> 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 just keep. <laughs> Don't have me. <laughs> Every audio file must be a different <laughs> fart noise. <laughs> so I'm walking is just. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, hold on, jo- uh, Elise. It, um, for your remastered, <laughs> use me as your sound. Person. So many possibilities. The- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know if I'm getting better or worse. <laughs> You're getting somewhere. 
What were we even talking about? <laughs> I, we're talking about puzzles. I was going to lead into the library alarm, but then that happened. Should have library alarm sound effects. <laughs> Uh, I was just gonna say how stress inducing it was. It is not as stressful as that as that elevator coming towards us. True. (laughs) All right. The running gag. The rest of the recording. (laughs) I remember when I first played this game. How stressed I was. I. I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And, and then I would just freeze until Dexter would find me. <laughs> Same. Same, though. Yeah, that was very stress-inducing. Like, the music, like, the getting about to get caught music. It's just like, ah, on top of the alarm going off. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to sue you for, for um stress-inducing anxiety. <laughs> also, like, when you, if you get caught, by Dexter in the library, Ned on the phone would be like, this doesn't sound like you. Usually you're so good <laughs> at hiding. I'm like, what you doing, dead bitch? <laughs> he does call us out for not hiding, and I'm just like, bitch, where? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got frozen, okay? It's the freaking stress, okay? <laughs> yeah. Also, like, the weird thing about that is... um. If Dexter catches you, he accuses you of being the one who trashed the library. But I don't think... I'm pretty sure that the library was trashed before Nancy got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's like... Nice. What the heck? Yeah, so it was like that. I don't know, maybe if it was like in the book, Nancy was there when the library got trashed, but... Yes, I think so. So maybe that's like, it's why. It's like right when she shows up. Yeah, maybe that's why. Because in the game... The Dexter tells you that the library is closed like after you get there. So I just I don't think that Nancy was around when it got trashed. Unless his theory is that you vandalized it and then came posing as a guest to stay in it. Nancy walked in, vandalized the library, and then checked in. <laughs> I think the scariest thing about being caught at that moment, it's like not scary until you've been caught one time and then you know what's going to happen. And it's terrifying because it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's going to you're going to like whatever, turn around or something. And then there's going to be a half second where there's no one on the screen because he hasn't loaded in yet. And then he just like pops on the screen so fast. It's like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to poop myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. The music. I just want to say that every time we did something right, it would cheer us on with a little (laughs) jingle. And I appreciate that. <laughs> it's the moral support we all need. And then uh, we also had another game where the music changed um, room to room. I feel like I feel like our bedroom had one room or one one room. Our bedroom had one like one set music compared to the hallway. I'm gonna be honest. I really didn't notice the music when I was playing the game. I feel like it just goes into the background, so I never was paying attention to it. You're saying you didn't notice when you completed something that there would be a new jingle that would play? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was only well. it was only when we found the medallions. Um I okay, so No, it was also later on. Oh, okay. It was a, it was every puzzle for the most part. So I okay, so I know someone, uh I I know an acquaintance who hates hates Treasure in the Royal Tower. 
but like really hate as in you she had she needs to be absolutely drunk to play this game yeah I'm gonna go like, in the corner where do you find a psycho like this <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god i wasn't going okay, that <laughs> where do you find an unfortunate person like this <laughs> Yeah, oh, oh, the, but the the interesting part, the interesting thing is that yes, she hates treasure in the royal tower, but she loves shattered medallion. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I retract the edit. Yeah, that you no, I'm going. Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, she said that when I asked her why she didn't like Treasure in the Royal Tower, the first thing that she mentioned was the music. She hated the music in this game. Not sure why. It's like classic Nancy Drew music. Like, it's very similar to, like, Message. It's... I don't... Okay. I should... should, (laughs) Probably should have asked her to join us. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been too many cooks. (laughs) Yeah, but she did say that she found the music really annoying. She can join us for the unpopular opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I got questions. (laughs) Yeah, at least get her on for the Shattered Medallion one, because I want to hear someone say something positive about that. Just because I'm serious. I know a few people who love Shattered Medallion. Not just her. (laughs) So, um... The thing that she said was that the music in the main castle part, like the the corridors, it is all in all the floors. She found it so annoying. She couldn't wait to get to a part like outside or in her room and all of that where she could escape the music. Why didn't she just turn off the music? Yeah, that's a bit- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's just the music. She just hates the whole game. I'm not sure exactly why. She never really got into details as to why. But music was the first thing she mentioned. But yeah, I I never really pried, really. But yeah, there are some people who absolutely hate the treasure in the Royal Tower. Interestingly enough. Uh, okay, okay, I'm trying to find out the right <laughs> words. Treasure in the Royal Tower is definitely... Overrated? Uh, overrated. Um, It's not bad, but I think that people praise it way more than it should. I agree, actually. Yeah, I agree. I, it's not my favorite game. Yeah, it's not on my list of top five or ten games, even. I'm just leave. <laughs> <laughs> But it's still a classic, so it kind of doesn't matter. I wouldn't say top five for me, but, like, it's up there. (laughs) So, uh, concerning the the happy little jingle that plays when you find something, it happens when you find the, okay, you find the green medallion in the shed, and then you're like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to go back inside, and it's, ooh, it's so happy, and then you're like, oh, no, I'm locked out, I am going to die, and the music is so happy still, (laughs) and, like, it almost drowns out Nancy, and you're, like, in this panicked thing, like, oh, no, how long do I have, and it's still, like, it's, like, just, (laughs) it's really weird. It's the best. Uh, In this case, you could, like, Cheer yourself up by making fart splat sounds. 
(laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess we'll just move on to our overall final impressions and ratings. Who would like to go first this time? We'll let our new guests go first. So, overall, it's not my top game, but it's definitely one that I think a lot of people, and myself included, have really fond memories of. And going back and playing it, it's like, it still holds up pretty well. Like, it was still fun. Like, it still had a good plot after you got past the chores, had a great environment. And I mean, I thought the music was pretty good. So it was still, like, it was short. Definitely, like, almost surprisingly short going back to play it. I remember this game being, like, 20 hours of gameplay. And then I can finish it in three hours now. But still, I mean, that's what a lot of the early games were. So... That's fine, honestly. And overall, I mean, I would say it's it's definitely a classic. It's not the best Nancy Drew game, but it, it holds a special place in our hearts. All right, and what would you rate it? Um, um out of ten, I would go. I would go seven out of ten. Respectful. <laughs> I think that. I, I agree with Elise, definitely. This game is a classic, but it's not one of my personal favorites. It, it's not a game that would stand out to me on if I were to make a list of the games that I really enjoy, but I think that it was a definite step up from some of its predecessors. You know, the environment's a lot better. I think it has a good story. So I guess my I would rank it, I'll say 6 out of 10. Because I think it's better than some of the other games, which I've given a five. So, well, but it's so you gave, not one of my favorites. <clears throat> you gave Message in All Dimensions seven out of, out of ten. I gave it a seven. Yeah, you gave it a seven. Okay, I'll I'll still keep my six because I really like Message in All Dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite games. So, yeah, I'll, I'll still stand by my six. <laughs> okay, so personally, I I will say that. Okay, so my overall thought about this game is that I do love this game. I do think it is an ax- it is a classic in the Nancy Drew series. It is not my renaissance. Uh, okay, so let me start over again. So does anybody when you think about the Nancy Drew games, is there like just like Disney? There's is there like a, a period where this the there are the Renaissance games where they absolutely did banger after banger after banger. In this case, it is I would consider it a banger, but it is not it is not hitting as hard as the games in my Renaissance pe- period. If that makes any sense, if I were to think about the good Nancy Drew games that I would recommend the game wouldn't be there it is a classic it is a classic I will say that however it is also very frustrating and short (laughs) I would say it is on the same level as message in a hot dimension and they are they are both good games but they are not quite the level they weren't they are not perfect well, no games are perfect, but they are not almost perfect either. It is like very much solid. It I would consider them just solid. So 
I would put them in the same same level as Message in a Haunted Mansion. I would put it at an eight out of ten. All right. So for me, this this is one of my favorite games. Um, I have very fond memories playing with it. I'm a big history nerd, so for me, it's like one of those very like history driven um stories. Um, I personally like the characters in this one more than um some other games like especially some of the earlier games i would say um the characters in these just feel more well developed i don't know i just really i really do like this game probably more than i would say some of my uh fellow co-hosts so for me it would be an 8 out of 10 it's it's up there for me um so basically the same rating that i gave (laughs) but I probably like it a lot more than you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I am very generous. But I, I like the the characters and the plot is the main selling point of this game more than the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this is very like typical like Nancy. Nancy's in a place. She has to do some stuff. She has to do chores. Like it's very like we're getting our feel for what she does. Which is why I like really like it. It's like it stands out as like this is Nancy. This is kind of like the algorithm for her games, even though it is very short. I'd say it's the first one that has like a really good environment too. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's very like it's getting there. We're getting there to the pièce de résistance <laughs> of the games. Because there's when you mention like your like renaissance period i i can think of mine and i think that'd be a really fascinating episode to do actually oh yeah so write it down (laughs) write it down (laughs) (laughs) all right so with that being said those are our ratings so our special guest here with us today is a very special person because they are known for doing an amazing job remastering this game so if you want to go ahead and talk about what it is that you did your process for going about editing it why you decided to to remaster it so my actual real name is julia holdmack and yeah i did the i did the remaster it was fun i'm glad that it got such good reception that was like even now i feel like a little emotional about it because like it's like, oh, it was such a special thing. And it's like to share with people that also really care about it is really cool. And, uh, and yeah, so um, I guess starting at the kind of beginning, man, I, I could talk about this for like three hours. So you're gonna have to cut me off at some point. You're gonna have to say no. <laughs> you're gonna have to put your foot down. <laughs> you want a um, timestamp? I guess if I start rambling, like uh, somebody say something, and I can like <laughs> change topics at least. <laughs> um. So starting back, okay. I think it was like early 2019 was when I really started the project, and I was like, "Oh, cool, Unreal Engine. I should learn more about this because it's like it's like Unity for uh, for those who don't know much about game development." It's uh, just a game development tool, but it's like, it's Unity, but has much better 3D visualization capabilities. So mm-hmm. I, I wanted to get into that a little bit because I've done a lot of um, like art, static art, but I didn't get much into the actual side of game development, at least myself. I mean, I, I do art for games, but yeah didn't do any coding basically and I wanted to learn some of that 
So I was like, okay, what would be a cool thing? And it's like, hmm, okay, let's, let's, let's just like uh, do a Nancy Drew game, you know? <laughs> so I, oh yeah, because I had done a couple um, static renders in 3D of some of, uh, some scenes in some Nancy Drew games. Like I did one for uh, Deception Island. I did Hot Kettle Cafe and that was a lot of fun. And then I did, um, I did one for Treasure in the Royal Tower so I had some of those assets made already in 3D. And yeah, so I was like, okay, we'll just kind of, we'll plop those in the Unreal, see what that looks like. And I'm still, I'm still waiting for you to do Whale World, by the way, when <laughs> this is coming out. <laughs> Honestly, if I had to do another, like if I got to pick another remaster to do, it's between Deception Island and Ghost Dogs. Ooh, I would love to see I know. Well, well, my personal well, favorite world, game. Well, world, well. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> I was like, okay, what's well, a really iconic game that has a pretty environment? Also, I yeah, I'm a I'm a sucker for some stained glass, so that was kind of the selling point. Right. And like Unreal's big shtick is having really good lighting so it's like oh there's so much you can do with that like it you does, can take yeah. it okay i guess royal tower specifically it has such good atmosphere like mm-hmm. all the games have good environments mostly but like this one has mm-hmm. atmosphere so you can really play it up and got the dust particles in the air and the light shafts coming in and yeah there's there's a lot you can do to make it feel pretty so, um, yeah, I started with just one hallway and then I put it in the unreal and I was like, this is so cool. I can kind of like walk around in here. This is like a dream come true. I've always wanted to walk around in 3d in a Nancy Drew game. So then it just horribly escalated. <laughs> it got out of control. I just kept adding things and, uh, Originally, it was going to be just the uh, just the upstairs hallways, and that was it. And, oh, not including Nancy's room. You couldn't even go that far. And that was going to be the whole scope of the project. But, yeah, as you can see, that, that didn't really go as planned. <laughs> I can see that you implemented some <laughs> uh, the inventory. You can use the key card on the door to make it open you know using objects from the inventory uh do you believe uh in your capacity you could make puzzles i think when i added the inventory i it was kind of a a challenge i was like i want to see if i can do this and i mean at least in that situation it helped a lot because it's kind of general enough that there are tutorials out there but a lot of the little functionality things were things that I was like, I wonder if I can do this. And then if I can't do it, then I'll just leave it like whatever. So I feel like with enough struggling and throwing things, I probably could do puzzles, (laughs) at least like simpler puzzles. Mm -hmm. Like I'm thinking along the lines of definitely something like um, the chain puzzle in the basement or uh, in the secret passage where you, and then it turns the bridge, like that, that's pretty simple. But then when you go into, um, like the sliding, uh, token animal puzzle in the next room, I think that would be a bit more complex, but yeah, it's all like such a big learning process that 
Okay, well, our, uh, pro- our, us programmers mm-hmm. were not out of a job yet. <laughs> yeah, I got like, it. Would be, I'll just say it'd be a much better use of everyone's time if, like, a real programmer did it. But if, if for some reason that couldn't happen, I think I could scrape something together. Okay, so so you chose Treasure and Royal Tower based on the fact that you love the location and the stained glass and the environment, the the atmosphere. Yeah, and then also just that it was one of the classics. Like, I wanted to do one that was mm-hmm. sufficiently old so that in comparison, a remastered one would look like, be like, whoa, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to say you did an awesome job yeah. as someone who, like, I literally went to school to do that stuff. So when I saw it, I got so excited. I was like, this is amazing. Because, <laughs> like, I, um, I'm a digital artist. So, like, I studied 3D modeling and, like, all that fun that's stuff. So, so when cool. I saw it, I'm like, oh, yes, I love this. Because, <laughs> like, that's what I did. And, like, and especially since it, it plays into stuff that I love, like Nancy Drew, like, it just made it even better. Because I was like, I know how hard that was. Someone understands. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, especially just, like, like, uh, not even just like doing it, but like uploading it and rendering it takes hours of just. Oh man, patience. it was so <laughs> stressful at the end when it was like pretty much ready to go, but then I had to compile it and like actually have mm-hmm. it work as its own freestanding application. I was like so stressed out, and then I got all these error messages, and it wasn't exporting. Oh, I was like, no, but then it ended up being like some. <laughs> dumb thing I'd update on the computer and then it fixed everything (laughs) yeah I'm currently working on getting a new computer build so that way I can eventually get back into doing things with 3d modeling right now my computer it it can video game but it can't 3d model that's yeah that's (laughs) fair (laughs) so it just when I saw that I was like I want to do that we should collaborate I've never done a video game, though. I've only done, like... I mean, honestly, the 3D was, like, 90% of the work. Even considering I didn't know anything about how to use Unreal or their coding system Mm -hmm. or anything, it was still... And I'm, like, I'm fairly fast at this point at 3D, and it still took (laughs) so long. It was just... It really makes you appreciate how much effort they put into making these games. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I know they had multiple artists and stuff, but still, like... I think about what they were working with back then. They didn't have Unreal Engine. They didn't have the programs I used in college. Like, oh, uh, like, I just thinking about it, I cringe. Because I'm just like, they had to make those objects. And then, on top of that, they, they pump <laughs> these things out, like, two a year. Like, that is yeah. insane. So, props to them. Yeah, uh... So, do you intend on making the rest of the game, the rest of the locations at least, or are you moving on to something else? It's so hard because there are so many different things I'm doing. It's like, I I mm-hmm. really want to work on it some more, especially after replaying the original again and like looking at the the library and the secret garden and the shed <laughs> and the elevator shaft and the snow, <laughs> snow would be would fun be to make cool. it would be also footprints in the snow but that would probably be the worst <laughs> it's so hard to do i'm sure like for no reason <laughs> and then um yeah there's 
there's a lot that could be done fairly easily at this point because the assets are already made and with the reusing of assets, it's not insane. Like basically, so I had a really hard time figuring out the like 3D geometry of the ceiling in the upstairs hallways. I don't, I don't know. I couldn't like oh, I believe make that. heads or tails of what kind of shape they actually had. I kind of thought they had like an outline kind of like a, around the arches but it's like oh man i just kind of had to guess at one point and then uh, i went downstairs in the game and they reused that same ceiling in the basement but it's way lower down so you can see it really well so that was great because then i could figure out what was going on but then along that same note it's like yeah i mean i wouldn't have to remodel the entire ceiling because i could just copy and paste it for a whole mm-hmm. corridor and i think even some of the columns down there, same thing, like same column, just different texture. And like the the hallways wouldn't be hard to add. It's more when you get into like the really unique areas. So anyway, I, I don't know. I'd like to get back to it. I think it'd be really fun, mm-hmm. but uh, time, you know. I will be very honest, though. Um, I was surprised that Her Interactive didn't contact you even after all of this publicity that your remastered got. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Argo Fomf covered it. Nance, Andy mm-hmm. Walkthroughs covered it. Uh, Nina Struggles covered it. All these big YouTubers yeah. talked about it. Everybody was talking about it. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure you knew how this would blow up. Like, you're being just... <laughs> okay, okay. <humble> <laughs> I just didn't know that there were, like, this many Nancy Drew fans still. <laughs> just the quantity of people is, like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> we're just really quiet. Apparently. Yeah. No, that's fair, because I would be, like, <laughs> I'd be quiet until someone remastered a game. Yeah, so I was yeah. really surprised that you didn't hear a single peep from that the company. Man, I have, yeah, right. I have they need people to so help much them. to say about that, like. I don't want to be like petty about it and I wasn't trying to get attention from them mm-hmm. but I really feel like they should have at least commented like mm-hmm. it's like man I made a tribute to your game that you made like this is I'm still giving you like the credit for making the game and it's because I love your series so much that I did this so are we honestly surprised, though? They're weird yeah. about who they choose to acknowledge and who they don't, because there are, like, a bunch of streamers, for example, who have been kind of contributing to almost what I would call, like, a renaissance of the games, like, yeah. like exposing them to a ton of new people, like Gab Smolders, Half Moon Joe, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only person who's ever acknowledged them is LJ, who technically doesn't work for them anymore. They've never once promoted, like, Half Moon Joe or Gab Smolders streams on their social media, which That's is interesting. Not yeah, not good marketing. I have a few. Th- uh, I have a thoughts about it, but I cannot confirm it. But I think that because Gas Smolders and Half Moon Joe, they are not family friendly. They are more mature. Mm-hmm. And they want oh, to. Yeah. Re- mm, that makes sense. Yes, especially Half Moon Joe. I don't know much about Gas Smolders, but I. I- she, yeah, swears. she swears. She swears, but yeah. like Joe makes a lot of like explicit jokes. Gab is more chill. She just kind of like plays the game and maybe throws the occasional like 
f bomb in there, but yeah, it's really not. Also, Joe is really gay. <laughs> <laughs> and we know how they feel. About <laughs> but it's um, I I'm just so. I would be really surprised if they have never heard about the remastered version that you made, Elise. Like, I would mm-hmm. be extremely, yeah. extremely... Especially because I directly contacted them about it before putting it out, like, multiple times through multiple venues. Because mm-hmm. I wow. didn't want to get in trouble. Like, I mean, I know it's their intellectual property, so I was like, man, if I put this out and like get sued or something because they're desperate, then that would be. Rude. We have timestamps that yeah. you reached out to them. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's true. Like the the legal, it's out there, but still, like, not even a response, man. It just it bothers me too because I know that they're trying to start, like, they're trying to use the Unreal Engine for their newer games. They did that with. Uh, it more it's it is pretty, Unity. Or is it yeah, Unity? Unity. Yeah, it's like, but it's like pretty much the same premise. It's like, why wouldn't they reach out to somebody? They see it and be like, oh my gosh, we need you know, because they need help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need help. <laughs> they need help because that. Oh, that I don't want to get into that. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I feel like this, we're getting into Midnight Salem territory and honestly though yeah is we'll just we, lay off well, yeah we, we need to i mean i there is a lot to be said about this game we're, we're just gonna... my little art heart like my like someone who studied 3d modeling it just cries <laughs> it, it cries yeah i understand <sighs> All yeah <right. laughs> but anyway I, yeah i i want to think better of her interactive than to be like it's just them being immature but it kind of seems like that like they know it exists i feel like how could you not yeah it's like they they have their put up on their art friday or something like that it's like they're just scared to admit that you're better (laughs) seems weird like yeah i don't know it just seems petty but like I said, yeah. I don't know what they're thinking. To be fair, though, all the talented people that worked on the games are gone from the company. It's mm-hmm. just administrative people over there or marketing people. So re- yeah, yeah, it's uh, technically you are better than at making games than they <laughs> they are, the people who make made the games they are gone. They, they are no longer there. <laughs> yeah, and honestly. If it was pettiness, I would not be surprised because I did see the comments on, uh, I think it was uh, what's you, Nina's video that um, that she did about your build. And all the comments were like, oh my God, this is so much better than Midnight in Salem. Like her interactive should have done it like this. And so like, I'm not surprised if they have seen that reaction and are like feeling some type of way about it. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And it's like, I know they're a different company now than what they used to be, but it's like when you, mm-hmm. I don't want to say idolize them because that sounds like <laughs> way too much. I did not idolize them as a company, but like, okay, I looked up to them as a little kid being like, oh, it'd be so cool to work there someday. Exactly. Yeah. And then to be like shunned for making something for their games. It's just weird. Well, they're different now. Yeah. So they're, they're like it's a whole different company at this point. Yeah. 
So, are they the main reason why you got into 3D modeling, or are they just like one of the reasons? Um, I would say probably the main influence because I mean I played a lot of other video games as a little kid, but what stuck with me was being really into uh, super intricate 3D locations. And that really, like, the only games I played like that were Nancy Drew. So mm. it probably was that influence. For what you did for the remastered version, if you were to compile, to put all the hours together, how long would you say it took you to make that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to, like, okay, so I, I got this time tracker thing on my computer that tracks how long I spend on different programs. And, but that was like partway through the project. So I don't really know before that time, but I think from that point, maybe halfway through to when I shipped it, it was like 400 hours. <laughs> sounds like a lot, but I mean, it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah. But it is less time that I spent on Animal Crossing. So to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if, Heart Interactive were to ask you to come and work for them today, would you say yes or no? <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> I've, I've Very good. thought about this before and I still don't know. Like, on one hand, it's like, wow, that was my dream job when I was a kid. And also, if it was for something especially if it was to remaster old games specifically that I like that I cared about rather than I'd be more interested in remastering old games than working on new games. Sounds weird. But like the ones that we're all attached to from for growing up. And if I if I knew I was doing that and like it's like, well, I don't have to worry about IP rights. I get paid for this, so I don't have to worry about money. Like all that is really cool. But then on the other hand, it's interactive and yeah it's so messy right now and I have other mm -hmm. things I'm working on so it's like I'd have to give that up and then uh. do you want to work for a video game company or do you want to stay um free <laughs> and just be on contracts I mean ideally I would uh, I would own a video game company <laughs> and when I say own a video game company I mean like have like two employees and we make games sometimes but look at indie yeah indie yeah game. exactly like a an indie kind of studio i agree with that because like it's like working for like a mainstream company just after like hearing like i'm a big like sims player so like i used to want to work for the sims and when i was in college i like tweeted at them on their 17th birthday and they're like you should apply but then all, everything went downhill because they're now a money trap mm. I mean, oh, yeah, because they're EA. EA. Right? Yeah, they are EA. EA. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, hi, it's EA. Um, But, like, and then, like, everything went down with her. Like, it's just, like, yeah, there's. I've lost so, my will for going for a big it's company. It's so miserable sounding. Like, there's all this stuff that's come out in the past 10 years or so about working at a video game company. Because, like, like, the big ones. Like, they basically, they take people's, like, passion for their job and just use it against them and be like okay so you love this job so much either work a hundred hour weeks or get fired it's yep. so evil 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a video so, game com- uh, video game um, development world for you today. It's like they take advantage of because most de- game developer developers, most game developers, they got into what they're doing out of passion for video games. Mm-hmm. So they take advantage of their passion for that for, to overwork them and to really like just take advantage of them like really um some of them would like not go back home to their families for a week they would like sleep on the couch at the office to meet deadlines Uh, the crunching oh my gosh the crunching is just insane i heard not i don't i don't really work for video game companies but i've only heard that it is the culture there is just not great. Plus, when you're on these teams of like a thousand people or however many, you're not even like really involved in the process of the game. Your job is to make like, I don't know, a, a really nice traffic cone. Like, you don't have any say in like, <laughs> like me. <laughs> I mean, it could be like someone's dream job. <laughs> all those traffic cone fans. My dream job is to be an environmental designer for me. <laughs> so I would be that traffic cone. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere, right? But it's like, you're so far, I guess, far detached from the people making the story of the games and making the decisions that you're just like this little pawn. And it, yeah. Everything about it kind of sounds miserable. So let's mm. talk about your indie company. You started a company, right? Well, like not legally, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. I just hope no one like comes in and takes the name because I like the name. <laughs> Copyright it. Don't say it. No, I won't. <laughs> It'll get copyrighted yeah, immediately. I don't want anyone to hear it, so don't steal or it. Marked, whichever it is. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I. I am in the process of making my uh, my my little company. What kind of games do you want to make? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's definitely story based. Well, yeah, I would say that's the general idea. Is just okay. I mean, basically, Nancy Drew kind of games. So I'm not even being creative here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to. I like. I like point and click. I think it has a place, but I also, now that I I worked on this other project where the 3D, I felt like it worked pretty well. It's hard to go back to point and click. So yeah, it's one of those things that's kind of tricky because I know a lot of people can't play like full 3D games because they get too motion sick. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of people that are like, yeah, I, I only play Nancy Drew because I can't play anything else. So I want to take that away from the people who it's like, that's that's the only kind of game they can play. But at the same time, you also want to modernize it a little bit. And it also makes it a lot easier because, I mean, I could go into the process for making a like a pre-rendered point-and-click game versus a 3D real-time game. And I want to say real-time is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Uh, the motion sickness. Other than Nancy Drew games, are there any types of other games that interest you that you want to make? Oh, let's see. I wanna. I don't know why I'm so paranoid about like people stealing my stuff. Like, <laughs> who, who is gonna ever listen? 
care. But uh, one thing I had was uh, the idea of, I call it an endless talker. Okay, so the premise would be uh, you are a therapist and you have a patient. And then it, I wanted to simulate the idea of feeling like you can have an, a really realistic conversation with all these different options and you can control the conversation. Like the whole game is basically a dialogue tree, a really big dialogue tree, but you have like complete control about where you want the conversation to go. And then at the end of it, you have to diagnose this patient or whatever. I don't know. I didn't get that far, but if you, <laughs> if you basically talk to them properly and realize like picked up on what was important to them what was traumatic for them then when you start a new round then you start with that information and it branches off and and hopefully you have enough information at the end of it to diagnose them correctly so yeah that's it's one of those things that it would be easy to make in all aspects except writing it that would be like that would be the whole project basically so you don't have to answer this question. Are you working on a few projects right now? What are your plans for the future? So I am working on a couple different things right now. Uh, one of them is uh, doing the environment art for uh, Amelia Darnell, Secrets of Silvercrest Village, which uh, for, for anyone who has not heard of this, it is a, uh, a fan-made uh, Nancy Drew-style game where... A whole bunch of fans just got together, a bunch of volunteers, and we're like, yeah, let's make a Nancy Drew game. So um, that has, I think, been in the works for a couple years now. It is starring uh, the acclaimed Lonnie Manella as the voice of Amelia, and that has been a really cool project. So besides Amelia Darnell, there is something else that I've been working on for... Uh, let's just say an insanely long amount of time. I think it's six years now. Basically began after we started to realize that something was going wrong with Midnight in Salem. So that was probably around 2015 or so. And uh, it has been something I've been working on. It started out pretty much completely solo, but then um, I had to bring on a few people to help me with things that I could not do. So this has been something that is still ongoing, still in the works, still not 100% sure when it will be done because I realize I have a terrible, terrible time scoping the, uh, the amount of time it would take to actually do various game development things. And that's why it's taken six years so far. So I... I have not gone public with it because I don't want any expectations about timing yet. But since it's really coming along, I I would say stay tuned because there could be more information about this. I would say uh, look for it in the next couple months. I hope that it will be something that Nancy Drew fans will be very excited about. Okay, so... You've known both sides working on private, working privately on your own video game versus working publicly with a team on a video game. 
what do you prefer personally? I think it makes it easier to work on a game publicly when it's not like my own thing because I feel less self-conscious about it, I guess. Like with with my game, it's like I I came up with everything. So the like the plot and what the what dialogue is there, the locations, just the whole idea for it. So it's like if that gets judged, it's like my entire being is judged. But I mean, I'd have to get over that anyway. So I would say in general, I would say it's nice working publicly with a team because there's a lot of positive feedback that it keeps it a lot more motivating, I guess. Like working on before I met, yeah, before I met uh, Sophia and um, the whole Amelia Darnell crew, they're really wasn't anyone else to like confide in about the project because I mean it was only like people that I knew knew about it but it's like if you're not a game developer then you can't really just talk about this kind of stuff and expect people to care so it's like it's definitely nice having people who understand and are supportive and can get feedback and all that like that helps a ton definitely <laughs> Finally, what I want to ask you, what is your ultimate <laughs> favorite Nancy Drew game? Ultimate favorite. Um, that would be the final scene. So maybe I'm biased because it was my first mm. game, but like, I don't know, going back and playing it, like I, I still really like this game. I think it's, you know what? There are no chores. I don't think there's a single chore. So 10 out of 10. <laughs> I just want to give a quick special shout out to our special guest for joining us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. It was. Thank you so much for joining us. And then I also want to thank everyone for listening today. Thank you. You can find The Real Housewives of River Heights on any podcast streaming service such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Feel free to follow us on all of our social medias. Links will be in the bio. And thank you again, and goodbye! Bye, everyone! Oh my gosh, this is going into our 30-second wavy post. Oh yeah, gosh. I already know. <laughs> it's, it's happening. Just a compilation of Sophia's various sound effects. Oh, no, I'm not going to edit everything. <laughs> I got a compilation just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I could do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing my best, but I guess I don't know how... How a splash sound should sound like. Um, that was pretty good. That was the best so far. Yeah, that one was pretty good. <laughs> I'm just like. That was wet. That was really wet. <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
Welcome to our fart compilation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to put a lot of these as the bloopers too. <laughs>